This episode of Important If True is brought to you by Quip. Mm. Convenient, nicely designed, compact electric toothbrushes with brush head refills every three months. And if you go to tryquip.com slash thumbs, you can get $10 off your first brush head refill. That's tryquip.com slash thumbs. Full host cam. You want that full host cam. I do. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Show me all the blueprints. (laughs) (laughs) Full host cam. Full host cam. Full house. Full house. Full Full house cam. Fuller host cam. Hoist cam. (laughs) Hoist cam. Call me. Welcome to the hoist cam. Call me (laughs) full hoist cam. (laughs) Hoist cam. Hoist cam. cam. Hoisted. Hoisted. <laughs> uh, Fuller Hoist Cam is also definitely something. Mm. Fuller Hoist Cam. <laughs> that's the Netflix uh, version yeah, of Full sure, Hoist Cam. Yeah. But it's also executive produced by Fuller Hoist Cam. Yeah. Is Fuller. F- Fueler. Fueler Hoist Fueler? Cam. Yeah. What the hell is that? Ferris is that a Fueler? German name? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> it's not. It's. I'm not from, from around here. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. Hoist Cams in, in this county. Coming at you live from Hoist Cam Tower. Hoist Cam, USA. Oh, oh. Well, you don't like this, this great warm up? <laughs> it's. It's September 28th, 2017. And this is important if true. From Idle Thumbs, I am Chris Reno. I am Nick Brecken. I am Jake Rodkin. Welcome. Thanks, Thank you. Chris. Welcome, everyone. Ah, oh, thanks, Chris. You seem so relieved, Jake. Ah, oh, podcasts. <laughs> Whew. Whew. Close call there. After after a week of not being on a podcast. Yeah, God, yeah. I didn't know if I You'd would almost... ever be on a podcast again. But, but here, here I am. It's, thank God. Yeah. Whew. Well, I got a bone to pick with you, Chris. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That was a weird. <laughs> uh, there's no sag involved. Yeah, just laying it out there. Okay. Uh, I mean, all right. So what? Two two podcasts ago, maybe I endorsed peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and I didn't receive. I think kind of the earnestness that is implied in the endorsement segment. I was. I there was a lot of derision, as I recall. Oh, my derision was entirely earnest. Well, yeah, I I, 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 I I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that. Uh, but since then. Um, well, two things. Mm-hmm. So one, I want to just read a quick email, okay, uh, which I think is relevant. So this is from. Um, Let uh, the record show that. The, hold on now. You, you I, I don't know if the context provided here was enough. You, yeah. you endorsed peanut butter and jelly sandwiches basically as a health food. Well, I. Uh, your sentence <laughs> was they are healthy, and Chris's sentence yeah. was no, they aren't, and your sentence was yes, they are. Yeah, All right. That was that was the that was the basis of my objection. It's not so much that I object. I know, in fact, I in no way object to peanut butter jelly sandwiches as a recipe or as an in- treat. But, or but like the question of are they good for you? Uh, y- let Let me just let me just present two quick pieces of evidence okay. in my in my uh, in my case. So this is from Fletcher. This was said too important if true. Yeah, and he says, "Hey y'all, I'm just here to say Nick's onto something with that peanut butter jelly sandwich." In a major way. Thing. In a major way, he said. In a Wait, major what? way. Oh, he said, "I'm just oh. here." No, he didn't. But, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm here to say. Is that? Yes. Right? <laughs> 
Sorry. He says, my company is doing a fat bet, and as a competitive... A what? Uh, a what? A fat bet. What I think it's mean? just, I bet, I don't know. I think you you bet somebody that I can lose 20 lose pounds, weight? or I bet okay. you I can lose 25 okay. pounds. Right. I don't know. Okay. I felt compelled to sign up, even before I heard cash prize. We're two weeks in now, and I'm down 10 pounds, and I owe the dark secret to my success to Nick. I've made sure that every day I go Fuck with a couple off. slices of bread, some raw peanut butter, and a variety of weird jams we found in the cupboard. <laughs> that's not exactly my endorsement, but that's fine. Uh, for one meal a day. Uh, also, something about exercise. I'm not winded anymore. It feels great. Anyway, but no, it's definitely the sandwiches. <laughs> From my family to yours, let me just give you a sincere thanks, Nick. Evidence number That's, one. Okay. No, one no, thing, no, okay. no. The, I, uh, the, I have the floor. No. <laughs> I don't, okay. So for one thing, you glossed over the exercise part. Also, oh, he did. He did. I, I, that was not, okay, I did not email, insert. It's written text. You yeah. chose how to read the text. That's the subjective choice. Correct. Also, what the hell is the deal with all of the weird jams? Yeah, why no. is there? <laughs> he said there are twenty weird jams. Why are there what was this twenty jams? What was this person's name? System? Fletcher. Fletcher. Yeah, Fletcher endorses uh, e- eating haunted, possibly uh, body internals rending jam yeah, to make you laxative jams. Yeah. I don't know. Who's to say? Who is to say? <laughs> Eat a haunted sandwich from the back of your cupboard and exercise. The other piece of evidence uh-huh. that I will provide. Uh-huh. It's actually something I thought of, I think, when, when you and I were hanging out or something. Uh-huh. But uh, I remembered that this year there was a massive expose <laughs> on the National Basketball Association and their love of peanut butter and jelly. And so I went and looked back, and yes, I'm just going to quote from this, 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 this fine piece <laughs> of journalism. So this is an article called The NBA's Secret Addiction by Baxter Holmes in ESPN. Okay. And uh, I saw this article because we were hanging out or something and you, men- you had yes. mentioned it to me and yes. I, went, I looked it up and read it. So it, it essentially outlines um, the story of how the NBA has become obsessed with peanut butter and jelly. Uh, the... <laughs> The origin of this is actually hilarious. So Kevin Garnett, who is a longtime NBA player who's no longer playing, but he's an all-star or whatever, um, he was just hanging out before a game and complaining to the Celtics strength and conditioning coach, and he said, man, I could go for a PB&J, and then... Kevin Garnett said, yeah, let's get on that. And then he just had a PB&J, and he played really well. So then he was like, oh, I got to have a PB&J every time. And then because people think Kevin Garnett is like a cool guy, it's just now this thing. So let me just – That's like how you, Nick Brecken, a cool guy, endorsing uh, it on the podcast. Right. then That's fine. Uh, Now, this is just a few examples. The Trailblazers offered 20 crustless halved PB&Js pregame, 10 of them toasted, a mandate since the opposing arena prepared them as such. The Rockets make sure their PB&J is available in their kitchen at all times and all varieties. The Spurs indulge in their own pregame PB&Js. <clears throat> the Bucks host the most elaborate PB&J operation, a pregame buffet featuring smooth, crunchy, and almond butters, an assortment of jellies, three breads from a local bakery, and Nutella. They scarf 20 to 30 PB&Js per game. <laughs> this is a thing. The, the Warriors had a thing where they hired a, an Australian uh, nutritionist coach uh, who who disallowed PB and J's because of the the sugar content? Yeah, uh, he's no longer with the team now. Yeah, uh, there was a whole brouhaha. Anyway, <laughs> I feel like this is enough. A sports league, an entire okay. league, not just Here's a team, the... not just a player, has embraced the peanut butter jelly sandwich yeah, they, as fuel okay. they, for they... high end athletics. Okay, Chris. okay. They, they hired one you... nutritionist. Uh, 
who said, uh, this might be fake news, and then they said, yeah. you're fake news, and fucking fired him. So I, I don't yeah. know about this, that discourse. If you actually read this whole article, which I did, because mm-hmm. it's fascinating, there is like an undercurrent through the entire thing yeah. where like all the nutritionists and conditioning coaches, it's really clear that they're basically peer pressured into being like, yeah, sure. We, this is great. It's great. But like, uh, maybe let's try and make it a little healthier or like maybe cut down on the other <laughs> stuff. Like, it's very clear to me that this has been, yeah. it's the league is, 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 uh, okay. There was a story about a guy I saw the other day who, uh, he was diagnosed with like potential lung cancer mm. and they, uh, so his, this was in the UK and his, his surgeons, like, they saw this, like, growth in his lung, and they were like, oh, this might, you know, you, this might be a tumor. Was it a PB&J? <laughs> <laughs> and they uh, they did surgery. They did, like, a biopsy-based surgery to extract it, and what it was was not a malignant growth. It was, in fact, a tiny plastic Playmobil traffic cone <laughs> that he had inhaled at age six. That's safety time. And he was now <laughs> <laughs> he was now in his like forties or something, had lived his entire life wow. with a Playmobil traffic <clears throat> cone like a two centimeter Playmobil traffic cone inside of his lungs. Uh, he actually remembered the specific Playmobil set that he was given that included the traffic cone in nineteen sixty nine and uh, said he just used to just eat Playmobil. He just used to. He just I used to eat Playmobil, Playmobil pieces, uh-huh. uh, and they susp- And like he would, I guess this one he inhaled instead of it going through his digestive tract. He inhaled it, and then when it went into his lung, and, and he this- lived to the ripe old age of ninety. And therefore, <laughs> you can't tell me that eating Playmobil is not healthy. Well, <laughs> right, exactly. And the uh, the surgeons posture. There was like uh, this was the he, the reason he was going in at yeah. all is because he just had chronic difficulty breathing and sort of had ongoing cough uh, <laughs> in his life just for years and years and years right. and years and years. Who, kn- who knows why, though? Yeah. And and uh, his the surgeons in a like academic paper, because they're like, this is the first time this has happened, mm-hmm. um, speculated that they were aware of, speculated that it was because when he inhaled the Playmobil, he was young enough that his organs were still growing to the point that the Playmobil cone got absorbed into his the lining of his lung, mm. and then the lining just ended up growing oh, around God. it. Yeah, and it just absorbed it, and that was like became part of his you know li- lung lining, and his body just adapted. Obviously, it still caused problems, but it basically adapted. And that fucking Playmobil cone is the PB and J sandwich, and the NBA is the lung, and they have they have consumed mm. the Playmobil cone mm. of the PB and J. You know, Chris, and the health <laughs> apparatus of the NBA has has co- has absorbed Ooh, it and man. covered it up. Boy, and and, you know, uh, and refashioned itself. Did I did I ever tell the story of when uh, of my friend and coworker Nick Herman uh, getting an ant farm at the office and deciding that he would start leaving the ants gifts? No. Oh, uh, he had he had an ant farm. You know, just like a classic slice of like ant life in in yeah. dirt or whatever. And he like they really liked just like little treats like because ant, you know ant, an ant will go after sugar and take it like a sugary thing and take yeah, it back sure. to their yeah, home yeah, yeah. so he thought that he would like 
he gave them basically an ant farm width slice of a Snickers bar, <laughs> and he just dropped it into the top of the ant farm. Was uh-huh. Like, look, they love it. They're swarming all over it. They love it. They yeah. love it. Uh, the ants aren't really going for the Snickers bar anymore. Like a few days later, it's like uh-huh. ah, they're they're not really going for much. And then the ants eventually just buried it. <laughs> like they apparently just this thing that they loved eventually it somehow they f- realized enough they that it was like that it was this them? is the, this is the source of our demise <laughs> wow. and then it got buried in dirt and then they eventually all died uh but <laughs> what, <laughs> what? I, I, they performed a weird ritual and huh. then it, it was really extinct. bleak where they're like this thing that we love uh it's actually horrible it must be. We'd rather die than. It must live. be buried. Oh, we have what? no food left because I think yeah. he just stopped feeding them. This is. <laughs> oh, and then okay. They okay. It's all right. So whatever. So he's, but this but, is but, the op- This is the exact <laughs> opposite of the octopuses. Yeah, from yeah. last week. Last week we talked about self-sufficient octopus cities underwater. This is like a multiply observed phenomenon where octopuses create underwater cities out of like ter- underwater terrain and trash and form little houses that they individually live in, which they then evict each other from in a terrible mirror of human society. (laughs) They're acting out all of our worst impulses. Ants apparently do the have the exact Mm. opposite instinct where they understand something is like harmful and poisonous to their society at large and then and then bury it and keep away from it. I think it might just be that ants live on a quicker time scale than we do. Like I think that we'll what eventually see the NBA bury their peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. That mm, guy's lung mm, buried that traffic, and then cone. all die. <laughs> well, the, <laughs> I, I, we may we're or, done eating. We may or may not, because Lakers nutritionist Dr. Kate Shanahan was quoted uh, at the end of the article in saying the peanut butter and jelly sandwich is absolutely never going to not be in the NBA, and I feel confident saying <laughs> never. There you go. NBA is no is no ant barriers. <laughs> okay, so the NBA is never going to have to go to surgery and get the peanut butter and jelly sandwich removed. Maybe maybe it's going to take the octopus civilization generations to figure this out. But maybe they just will never realize it. Maybe they'll never bury the Snickers bar. And speaking of ants, do we yeah. want to get into that just what? as a segue? Because we were just talking about ants. Uh huh. We gotta, we gotta oh, follow. We, up. we gotta follow up. Follow we, up. Yeah, we, oh, yeah, just yeah. It seems like maybe this is our our uh... weird. What a weird coincidence. Yeah, I yeah. totally forgot about that. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Laura wrote in to say, "Folks, I was excited to hear the question about whether centipedes are more afraid of us than we are of them because I recently asked that exact question to a myrmecologist, an ant researcher, but about ants. I was doing some research for a project I'm working on with a friend and had unfettered access to a real professional ant researcher for 48 hours." I hope it was like a 40, like 48 unbroken hours and it was a weird <laughs> right, yeah. like reality show endurance thing where she yeah. just asked annoying questions. We were locked into an ant to, lab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were eventually buried. The Deep rules were that the researcher buried. had to answer every question for this 48 hours straight and could not, could not <laughs> could have no reprieve. Uh, anyway, I even got her to, got to tour her research plots and use her equipment to collect ants. At one point, we asked whether ants are more afraid of us than we are of them. And the researcher told us that ants likely don't even know we exist. Specifically, she told me ants probably think that humans are terrain. <laughs> she had many reasons for thinking this, but her biggest reason hinged on the fact that ants have terrible eyes. Ants rely on smell and probably cannot see us clearly enough to perceive all of our fingers, clothes, limbs, and so on as even being part of the same body. 
In the episode, you proposed centipedes could get used to humans and lose their fear of them simply through repeated exposure. But ants cannot even perceive that we exist, so it is my unscientific opinion that they are terrified of us all the time. We are to them as gods shaking the earth and calling down terrors from the sky, too large and strange for them to even comprehend the scale and horror of our vast, unthinkable bodies. Laura. That fully tracks then to a hand dropping a Snickers bar yes. from space into an <laughs> yeah, ant colony. Is, and yes, they're just like, absolutely. this has appeared. Yeah. It is a gift. It is a gift from the it gods. It is a curse. It is a curse. <laughs> the gods are angry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's fascinating. The gods That's must really... be crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crazy for Snickers. <laughs> Brought to you by Snickers. Brought to you by Snickers. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Weirdly, Snickers actually... has removed their sponsorship after seeing the third act of this story where the ants declare <laughs> it a ants, curse, yeah. bury it, and die. Yeah. <laughs> M&M's Mars has removed their underwriting of this. It is now a Snackers bar. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's, it's just is a that generic like the, version. Is that, yeah, oh, is that the, oh, the supermarket like the generic? Fake. It are is there, now. Are yeah. there supermarket generic candy bars or are those too complicated? For... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's a like good a Safeway Select. Yeah, Snackers. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Crunch. Mr. Crunch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Doctor Nice question. Bar. I'm yeah, sure somebody will write in. Doctor Nice Bar. Yeah, me and me's. <laughs> <laughs> me and me's is good. You and me's is actually what they probably would be to mm. just kind of tweak it a little. That bit. That would be like a Twix. Yeah, a Twix could be. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. Just you, twins. Or Mike and Ike's. <laughs> What if you combined M&M's, Mike and Ike's, and Twix? That's a disgusting, that's a, that's a vile candy. <laughs> a vile, vile mess. Yeah. Generic brand candies. That's Yeah, that does not seem to be a thing. It must be because the like confectionery equipment required is a lot more complicated more, than yeah, just like soda blasting. But th- yeah. there's got to be generic brand confectioners, but maybe they just don't do bars. I bet other countries have that. Yeah, it seems like something that would happen in like the UK. Yeah, I feel like yeah. somebody somebody's got to be making like the Tesco's version of Cadbury or something, right? I right. Mean, yeah. Yeah, actually, in the UK, don't they have a thing called All Sorts, which is just like <laughs> it's just a fucking bag of just whatever shit. It's mm. just a bunch of candy shit that they put in a bag, and it's just a bunch of different kinds, and it's literally just called that, All Sorts. That exists in the United States, kind of like, um, but it's it's now become its own sort of like specific brand like if you you can get a candy bridge mix mm-hmm. uh which is, is that like for playing bridge wicks with a bri- well what a bridge mix is is just an assortment of all of the different sort of like unwrapped candies that a that a candy confection company makes like uh yeah. jelly belly does a licorice bridge mix which is oh. all of their bri- uh licorice I've never heard of this and it's it's the origin of the phrase bridge mix is unknown because uh all definitions are basically apocryphal, whether it's a candy mix specifically for playing bridge or if it's uh, known because of an assortment of candy that fell off of the bridge of one particular <laughs> confectioner, <laughs> like off like candy that's that falls off. That's such shit. That's, that's such uh, yeah. That's what was claimed is that it's like- Because it fell off a bridge and what, someone found no, it? No, no, no. Like, 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 no, like multiple- like, uh, like a conveyor belt in a yeah. factory. Oh. It all, the stuff, like the, the, the irregulars yeah. basically that falls oh. off and then you can just okay. sell a bag okay. of the okay. bridge mix, which is just the shit yeah. that fell off of the-, I of was, the <laughs> No. I was imagining and then there's the truck mix, two, yeah, which two, is the stolen two, candy that falls yeah. off a truck. <laughs> yes, M and M's and Mars com- com- crashed into each other. Exactly. Two delivery trucks, two competing yeah. delivery they, trucks. They, the M and M's Mars bridge, bridge mix. <laughs> two <Right>. delivery men <laughs> fell to their death. But then they have happy aftermath. Yes, is that all the candy mixed together and some passersby yeah. enjoyed what would be known for all time as bridge mix. <laughs> Yes. They then buried it, yeah. and the and the two truck drivers died in that spot. Yeah. <laughs> it was 
first thought to be a gift, then they <laughs> yeah. tasted it, realized it was gross, yeah. buried it. And buried it next to the corpses next to the two of, graves. of the deliverers. Right. <laughs> and then it was dug up, and now everyone enjoys it. <laughs> That's just the whole genesis. At Halloween, like at Halloween they bring like, back the, the bridge yeah. mix. Like this weird <laughs> right, old yeah. bridge mix that they made a weird old jam out of. Yeah. And we eat that every day in our weight gain sandwiches. <laughs> This is maybe the stupidest opening of this podcast we've ever done yet. Good lord. All right, let's do an email. Uh, unless you guys have anything to say about this. No, let's move on, no, to, the, let's move on to the intelligent material. What if you were a baby and a robot? <laughs> well, you're not. You're half right. Um, Kevin, weirdly, Kevin writes, Hello, Thumbs. Let's say there was a knock on your front door on a Saturday morning, and outside was you at age 10, seemingly transported to the future. You have to take care of yourself for the whole weekend. What do you do? Where do you go? What do you eat? Do you think the young version of you would be impressed by your life? Do you think either of you would have a fun time? This Reading this email actually put me into, into quite a crisis. Uh, Interesting. About which version of me would potentially like... Do be cooler? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was real tough. Like, I, I imagined opening the door and just seeing younger me, like, wearing some really sick sunglasses, and I was like, God, I would just be so owned. Yeah. No, uh, I was I was thinking about which version of me would have the most damage done to them by a weekend mm. of, <laughs> of hanging yeah. out with, like, yeah. uh, presumably right, this, right. this version of me. psychologically. Yeah, like, yeah, which yeah. psychological damage. Like, this version of me, presumably, uh, would then just go back to their regular life. Uh, back, you know, in, whatever, in, in 1990, yeah, if it's 10 yeah. year old me or 90 or 91, that's terrifying to me. Yeah, sure. And also, actually encountering and asking questions of young me, I would clearly, inevitably, be I would be unable to avoid asking questions about their interiority and about what they think about right. things at the time. Yeah, and then it would yeah, yeah. make me go, oh my God, my adult understanding of myself as a child was either fucking accurate in a way that is damning (laughs) or would just destroy me and I'm like oh my god like I saw the world completely differently and I as an adult destroyed all of these really cool values that I had or whatever like I realized that one of the two of us is going to get fucked up and if it's really time travel that would mean both of us get fucked up so I ultimately, oh, gross. So I ultimately sort of just decided you know what I would probably do is not identify myself as old me Right. I would probably not say anything. Oh. I would probably just be like, you know what? I'm just going to babysit you, and I would do all the things that I used to do yeah. when I would babysit kids. Like, maybe we'll, like, watch a cartoon, we'll, you know, we'll watch your, we'll make a fucking stop-motion movie on a camcorder or something. Yeah, we'll do some yeah. craft project. You'll go to sleep, make a fucking tuna sandwich or whatever, and you go home the next day, and that's it. Like, what be the least damaging thing. And I mean, what, what, welcome to the future. Like, I can wow you with my Nintendo Switch, and I'd be like, "Yeah, look, they still have Mario right. on a Nintendo." And then young this me, is the one from Japan. Young me would my immediately like go through the one. menu and be like, uh, "There's not actually a Mario on this, but there's a Sonic the Hedgehog." And I was not I ignore that. Look, Mario comes out in a month. Okay, Jesus Christ! And I would just have to put that away instantly. Like any of mm-hmm. that would be bad. Sure. Uh, what I first read this. It's interesting, oh. by the way, to me that you, when you proposed giving yourself a sandwich it wasn't a pb and j which is the only sandwich we discussed but it was a tuna sandwich which i know as an adult is the sandwich you are most likely to buy to this day oh if uh, in uh, any establishment that serves sandwiches in a diner i'll get a tuna melt always always Mm. always but um there was one kid i used to babysit for all the time and when his mom 
left, she would basically just leave a huge tub of like pre-made tuna sandwich, like just tuna fish mayo. Like and, tuna salad, and basically. Tuna salad. Yeah. And a stack of bread because her kid loved tuna sandwiches. So now I associate babysitting ah, with tuna sandwiches, okay. not because of a babysitter that made them for me, but because I, like my yeah. most regular babysitting client, I always made, like, we basically just made, like, four-stack high, like, Burger King Whopper-style tuna fish sandwiches and <laughs> nice. shit like that. So it's yeah. just, I, that's just what I think of as, oh, that's what I make if I was babysitting yeah. 10-year-old me. Um, and that's how I got my love of tuna fish sandwiches. But 10-year-old me probably doesn't give a shit about tuna sandwiches. Sure. He never babysat that. You will now when you go back and, like, reinsert this oh, preference. Yeah, so you're right. Rude. So I shouldn't do that. I should. That's why you love those tuna melts. It's because this has already oh, happened. Man. It's yeah. one of those things where if you, it's ever going to happen, it already has. Yeah. So when I, when I first read this email, I misread it as me somehow being hurtled back in time to uh, babysit 10-year-old myself. Uh-huh. As opposed to what? As opposed to this, where 10-year-old you comes to the future. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, okay. Very I got things. it. I got it. Yeah. yeah. Those are very different things. And I, for, for some reason, I guess because I was thinking about important if true, I, I tried to figure out what, what like combination of events would for some reason lead to me being hurtled back in time to babysit for myself uh-huh. and the stupid hypothetical situation that I came up with was uh, this is this is my my pitch for this uh, you sure. know inevitable yeah. inevitable mm-hmm. hit f- franchise is that my parents at some point before like I was babysat just by like neighbor kids but sure. if maybe before my parents fa- made that connection they put an ad out somewhere for a babysitting service that ad listing then ended up uh, wherever it was, getting acquired by someone who then eventually became a babysitter app developer. That app platform continued to because babysitting apps are a fucking thing. You were if you're looking for a babysitter these days, you yeah, can okay, sign on no surprise. Yeah, and yeah. find a babysitter, yeah. which freaks me out. But whatever, what, um, because you're hiring a stranger to come to your home and look y- at your children. Yes, it's really yeah. weird to me. But uh, whatever. The idea that 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 data that my parents put out looking for the perfect babysitter for Jake Rodkin. Yeah. Uh, age 10 somehow exists <laughs> right, all the way I up see. into the future yeah. to the point that it says optimal match found <laughs> and then I find myself like hurtled back in a time right. warp to babysit yeah, yeah, young yeah. me and I have to like back to the future myself to be like yeah. I'm not uh, hi hello there my parents from the 80s I'm a 37 year old person who is your son but I wouldn't say that part <laughs> anyway I guess I'm stuck here and I have to take care of Do your you child think- quietly okay <laughs> One, that's definitely like a Disney Channel movie for sure. Also, do you think, okay, so your 10-year-old self would definitely not recognize you. No. No way. Kids are too like self-absorbed and stupid to- to, to, Yeah. But do you think your parents would somehow intuit? I don't think that they would. Would they think you're like weirdly familiar looking? They might think that I'm weird. Because you kind of turn it- Oh, but that's exactly what would happen in that movie though. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I mean, that's just a little like- That's just- hmm. I mean, and that's just literally like, just know, Back to the like, Future to a certain yeah, that's point true. that, they, yeah, that there's true. something that's about true. you. Yeah. I would just yeah. I would just be a Back to the Future. I would basically enter myself into an 80s movie pastiche where not only am I a t- time traveling to visit my parents, but I'm stuck in a babysitting adventure. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So did you come to any conclusions about what would occur? No, the same horrible collapse happened. I'm like, God, I can't fuck this up. I would just have yeah. to like make a fucking sandwich and like- <laughs> Dude, That's <laughs> reality is so, is so mundane. I would. Use- oh wait, what the fuck? Would I like cool. Uh, I would if I if I wanted to go out and explore the world of that time. I would be a fucking shitty babysitter. <laughs> yeah, but you I'm know, like, you come know with you- me, kid. Let's explore my hometown as I remember it. Oh, it, it's different <laughs> than it is now. Like, yeah, but uh, you already know that you're okay. 
right? So whatever. Like so that's, you're saying that's that it's true. inevitable. Yeah. Yeah, you just do whatever the hell you want. Like you already know that you're an adult. You turned out fine. Yeah. What, uh, what difference does it make? I guess. So you're saying this is a. <laughs> we're, we're in the sort of fate model of time travel right. in this case, as opposed know. to the I can change the past model. Well, of you time can travel. try it. Just get in there and just fucking sock him in the face and see if you have any weird problems. <laughs> Or like cut like, a finger off and then just see it disappear. Like, like I what? push my childhood self in the face and then it just hard cuts like to a church bell and my grave. Camera pans to the left. Yeah. Here lies peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It just. I wonder if this will work. <laughs> Dong. Like just. <laughs> My parents now old, uh, dre- not even old, just something like 1997, I die right. because that sets me on some sort of life of crime. How does that even work? Who like? Yeah, what happens to you yeah, in the He was in punched the, in the, by a ghost is, is what the tombstone says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. My parents are like, did we even get a babysitter for that night? I thought we did. <laughs> right. God, that, that who like was that? Actually, messing with my brain. Yeah, yeah I know. Well, so this is why this is bad. Uh, but you know, I would probably just show me like some how much better I am at Nintendo, or like show some <laughs> like cool tricks. What if you're not? Uh, I am. Fair enough. That's <laughs> a very Braconian response. <laughs> well, you know, I, I would be. I would, no, I, I. What do you? What would you guys do if you were babysitting young you? I would watch all of that hilarious early '90s, early to mid '90s, like graphic design shit on television with an eye that is, is totally different than the one I had at the time. So you would do babysitter things, but you would appreciate them for I would that be like, this is hilarious. Like, look at this. This is crazy. This is what the 90s were like. And you know what I mean? It would be so weird to be able to experience another time period with its own specific aesthetic as it's actually happening, but with all of the knowledge and sort of retrospective, like comparative understanding that you have from the future. What if that would you, just be crazy. What if young you comes to the present, though? You're like, dude, check it out. Tweets are 280 characters now. <laughs> yeah. Sick. How much, how much backfill would you have to do to explain that shit? Oh, my God. You could yeah. just say a sort of short message on the internet, but now it's a slightly longer well, one than it was. Did when young I, you know like what a bulletin board system was when you were 10? When did I was you 10? know what a modem was? I mean, uh, I was using modems when I was ten. Yeah, maybe it would have been right on the. I, I don't. It might have been after <clears> that. I think it might have been a little a few years later than that for me. But you could just say it was for the sake of discussion. Yeah. yeah. This is why this is bad. This is why this is fundamentally bad. By the yeah. way, why the idea of you of of any of you and uh, any of us encountering our childhood self is bad. Yeah. Because you explain anything new and cool, and then you would immediately want to try and unpack it and explain it, and then it would immediately reveal the horrible complexity of of our time and hopefully that stuff would just wash over the and just of being alive what if like you could, hopefully that would just wash over the you're supposed you. to conceal all of that so it is a contradictory you know what i mean like as an adult figure in front of a kid you're not really supposed to unpack anything too like existentially terrifying no but, but then the temptation would be so great so to so just be like, like oh you know what oh you know God. what 10 year old me would love 10 year old me would love vines and then you're like fuck vines don't exist anymore and you're like yeah. oh well there was a thing called vine and it was hilarious Ah, uh, jeez. Uh, and by was, I mean will have been. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, Mario's yeah. 3D now. Uh, it's never been as good as the 2D ones, so, but, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it would be just a downer. What if you could go back in time to babysit a different one of us? 
Oh. Like, what if you could go back in time to babysit 10-year-old Nick Brecken? That would be weird. Oh, I would just I would just sort of cradle a crying child is my assumption <laughs> and just be like, it's going to be okay. I would go back you, and you give you- turn out great. I would, <laughs> I would go back and make Let's peanut play butter X-wing. and jelly sandwiches, but I would put something gross in it mm, just so that you would-, yeah. you would, what? I would Wait a minute the, now. You're yeah. opening a different, a totally different avenue here. What do you mean? I, you're- I would just be nice, and you're like, I would affect, I would take the things uh, that yeah, I don't yeah, like about you out. That's a bomb in your in your brain, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I would just I, put something harmless, but gro- like you know, the funny thing is though, you would fail because I didn't like peanut butter and jelly as a kid. Huh. So there you go. Hmm. Oh, that's because oh, Chris was your babysitter. Uh, yeah, oh, exactly. Uh, success. Well, except not yeah. success because you still, we still, yeah, you know, this whole issue still exists. Chris, just to, to be clear, your attempt to turn Nick off of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches when you time traveled to babysit 10-year-old him, uh, time is telling you that that is a Snickers bar. Mm. What? It is buried over and healed yeah. that yeah. wound. No, you're right. Uh, and yeah. what, yeah. It, what the, that's well, the, life finds a way. I mean, you know, yeah, eventually that, that, the universe corrects. I, I feel, like, is, I feel yeah. like this is the universe saying, in fact, that Nick is correct and that peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are good. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah, it was like a thirty-year, right. like, or I guess twenty-year-long game, Fuck but it just did can, not work. I can see. Yeah. yeah, Kennedy writes, "Dear True Crew, I was recently at work when I no, saw it. erased." <laughs> True. Kennedy writes, "I was recently at work when I saw an ad for Kraft Cheese play on the lobby's television. It was a fairly standard family scene, but at the very end, the slogan came up: Kraft, we make cheese for now. You love cheese." <laughs> My, I, my brain told me this is what it said, and I was frightened. What could they be up to in the future that they would have to assure us that in the present we love what they make? I later, le- I later learned I was wrong, and what it actually said was, we make cheese for how you love cheese, which is a strange way of phrasing it regardless. That's also a disaster. Yeah. I know. I mean, that's yeah, even that's, more that's, insidious. That's, yeah, it is. Have you ever seen any commercials uh. that left you with a deep sense of unease about what a company was up to only to have them retcon what the advertisement said? I don't care about that. I need to talk about yeah. the craft. For now. <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, one, that like the, the actual one is ridiculous. We make cheese for how you love cheese. Yeah. Like, is that a salacious implication? No, that's actually just super dangerous and dis- a disaster. We make really d- g- good tasting immediately satisfying food that is actually terrible for you and undermines any like diet that you could possibly attempt because we basically make junk food because we know that's actually what you crave yeah craft cheese is healthy okay all right we're not we're not doing I'm this. Sure it's th- not any less you, there are craft, <laughs> healthy there are than cr- other cheese. There are craft cheese products under that brand that are not just literally the block of cheddar that are highly suspicious. That's like the. Brand. I will. I will. I will. I will leave the leave the floor. Okay. Uh, and we'll move on. I'm just saying that they make a ton yeah. of processed cheese products, and they're the brand that is most associated with that. Yeah. But also, they make regular cheese. Yeah. Processed cheese is fine, but yeah. okay, you're probably right. I don't want to. I don't want to mount an attack on the craft food company. I'm just whatever. Fuck I it. I mean, Nick. Fuck you, it. you certainly don't want to because I think of. I think what is suggested in this. So they make cheese for now. Yeah, I think yeah. that I think That's that what actually happened. I think this is a case of like, you know how in a romantic comedy you'll get the like one character will be like, oh, I love you so much, and then their character's like, What? What did you just say? And then the first character's like, Ah, oh, I said try covers of mulch. 
and like they're actually like gardening and he's yeah. like oh lay out the you know and it's like oh hilarious misunderstanding but like actually the thing they said was the true sentiment they have right i think that's actually what happened here mm. and in fact the commercial did say craft we make cheese for now you love cheese <laughs> and then the and then the, the right. kennedy who wrote in yeah. was like what like rewinds. <laughs> Crap. We make cheese for how you love cheese. I, I think what that was yeah. was basically the universe like mm-hmm. glitching out, like Truman showing itself and and glitching out right, and like, like rewinding and be like, ah, uh, ah. Uh, so so they sort love. of like, they lived. Uh, they had, they did exactly. a yes, lived exactly. They had the yeah. glasses yes. or yeah, their yeah, brains yeah. saw through. Saw yes. through. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You may well be true. You may well be correct, Jake, to not question the the motives or realities of the craft corporation uh, because they only make cheese for now and you love cheese <laughs> and they know it's best for you god we make cheese for now you love cheese is an amazing <laughs> construct also yes. to just get you to eat cheese while it's still here exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yes exactly we make we cheese make... for now you love so cheese you love it oh you get in on it while it lasts yeah Yep. Limited artisanal cheese. <laughs> well, I mean, I think the more chilling implication is like, what do they do when they long, no longer make cheese? I don't care, Chris. I love cheese, so I got to eat it now while I can. Yeah, I mean, that's I'm not going to question the, the the first part of that. I love cheese, and they make it for now. I mean, I'm going to bury it. Yeah. someday. Some, someday they're not going to be making cheese, and then what am I going to do? Me who likes cheese. Bury the cheese before it's too late. Bury the cheese before it's too late. <laughs> Bowl big mouth. <laughs> what? <laughs> do, you, do you remember that? That's Kraft Super Mario Brothers commercial. Oh. Speaking oh, of you, okay, we got to talk about this for half a second. We talked about it for a little bit on Idle Thumbs, our, our video game podcast, like months ago. But we talked about it very briefly. Yeah. Um, I know that I'm extending uh, the time before we That's go to okay. a break here. But you were talking about loving the aesthetic of what was on television when you were 10 years yeah. old. So you could have, in fact, seen this commercial, which was a fantastic commercial for Super Mario brothers craft macaroni and cheese a food that is good for you <laughs> yeah, um, let's just preempt that before uh, here's some fucking trash yeah. yes nick we know it's whatever very it's, great, it's great for you it's really good all right uh, move, move on it's a fantastic commercial and it's, it's so good it's like that it captures that era of sort of like I mean the, the, state of the art aesthetics. Like it's it's a cartoon of Mario running through a combination of sort of Mario of Super Mario World esque uh, art imagery, and, yeah. and, and imagery, and also uh, basically like a machine that makes Kraft macaroni and cheese, like a lot yeah. of sort of pipes and stuff. And Mario is traditional two D cell animated, but the background is a combination of. Uh, what looks like miniature work and computer animated effects and all sorts of stop motion elements and like composited video, like kind of like almost Max Headroomy looking video of an actual kid who then sort of like Monty Python's apart. And uh, on YouTube, someone uploaded a behind the scenes video of this that shows how they made it. And it's awesome. Like it's just every possible practical and early computer generated imagery technique and traditional animation all put together to make this stupid 60 second spot of this like beautiful short animated movie of Mario like run through Kraft Mac and Cheese and feeding Mac and Cheese to a kid but the video has <laughs> what is clearly all of the shorthand names that the crew used for all of these shots <laughs> so it's like it just has a guy saying like bowl big mouth for like a moment when like the, the bowl of Mac and Cheese sort boy of, with bowl fly yeah like bo- boy with bowl fly which is like yeah the, boy, the, bo- the bowl of Mac and Cheese flying towards the boy's face uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's out of control, but also just 
it is like all of my favorite like it's it's incredible that this craft mac and cheese ad is like a microcosm of all like movie magic and behind the scenes stuff where it's like we got miniatures yeah. we got handmade yep. animation we have compositing green screening live footage computer manipulated full exit with interactive noodle rig basic live boy bite boy bite high con bowser animation hold back mats <laughs> tongue shadows flying bowl with mat morphed boy bite morphed boy bite with bowl fly <laughs> morphed boy bite bowser Anyway, that's amazing. <laughs> boy bite with bowl fly is the best yeah. thing that's ever been said. Yeah. We make cheese for now. Yeah. <laughs> we love cheese. Morphed boy bite <laughs> with bowl fly. What? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Eat cheese. You love it. You love cheese. Love we should take a break. Let's take a break. Jake. Chris. Nick's out of the room here, so it's time to record an ad. Okay, good. Yeah, I don't want Nick to hear about these sweet deals. <laughs> nope. Uh-uh. I want him to suffer. <laughs> suffer for his peanut butter sins. <laughs> anyway, this episode of Important If True is brought to you by Quip. <laughs> Convenient electric toothbrushes mailed to your home in a compact form factor with brush head refills every three months. Mm. And if you go to tryquip.com slash thumbs... You, but not Nick, can get $10 off your first brush head refill. Do they do like toothpaste and stuff? Yeah, you can get your toothpaste in there. Would Nick describe that toothpaste as healthy? I, I would have, say absolutely. Like the health of toothpaste, we're not experts yeah, think, on that or the anything. Of, the health of toothpaste is sort of like it operates in a totally different realm. I feel like oral health is a totally different realm you than nutritional health. I mean, it's not going to hurt you, but the, the, the benefit is on the teeth, not in the not in the... Got so do you think you could put it in a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to sort of counteract <laughs> the horrible. effects? I will ask Nick to try that. Garnish his sandwich with it. I, I painted a picture that I don't want Nick to participate in. I, I just want me to imagine it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, well, imagine well, this. Well, I brush my teeth in 30-second intervals. <laughs> exactly. That's what this toothbrush will help you do. And if you go to tryquip.com slash thumbs, you can get one yourself with $10 off your first brush head refill. Wow. Wow, indeed. Fuck. Nick. All right. We're back. I think we're back. Yeah, we're back. All right, let's be back. Uh, Daniel writes, Hi, all. A few weeks back, one of you mentioned elevators and their call buttons. It reminded me of this New Yorker story about a guy who spent a weekend trapped in an elevator, which includes this terrifying fact. In most elevators, at least in any built or installed since the early 90s, the door close button doesn't work. It is there mainly to make you think it works. It does work if, say, a fireman needs to take control. But you need a key and a fire to do that. That's <laughs> kind of a... Yeah. Okay. What do you think about this? Did you know this already? Will knowing this keep you from pressing the closed door button? What every what other everyday items do you think are programmed to make us think we have control when, in fact, we don't? PBJs for life. Consider yeah, this dismaying observation. I know, that's that's, that's, <laughs> well, that's all I well. can it think just about. Sounds like the haunted mansion. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, that last question: <laughs> What other everyday items do you think are programmed to make us think we have control when, in fact, we don't? I'm going to go ahead and say literally every interactive system that we use in our lives is programmed to make us think we have have control when, in fact, we don't. I'm pretty sure that is like. The the entire point of Facebook, for instance. Actually, oh, go ahead. Nick. Oh no, no, I was just saying we did cover crosswalks like a few episodes. Yeah, ago, that's right? what he, yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. what exactly uh, what yeah, he, yeah. he's so, writing yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, that's with 
yeah, the, the, the reveal that many crosswalks, the button doesn't actually do anything. Yeah. Yep. I think that that really depends on the traffic volume at that intersection because I know basically for a fact that the crosswalk by my house reacts because mm-hmm. of the number of times that I've pressed the button yeah, sure. seconds after the light has yeah. changed and it changes back into my mm-hmm. favor because there's it's a time when there's absolutely no traffic. Right, right. But like I know... Uh, San Francisco didn't even have didn't have crosswalk buttons I believe far longer than a lot of other places because there was literally no point and I think that they eventually put them in as a placebo and mm. and I think to I think the other thing that crosswalk buttons do is if you push them and they have a voice or vibration for sight impaired people that, that activates that mode where they'll communicate more the state of the intersection yeah. but like yeah I don't I think that in most major city intersections they just don't do a whole lot yeah the elevator uh, thing kind of broke my brain a little bit like I feel like I've definitely hit that button and seen the doors close instantly oh, and it felt the reactivity get ready for, to live in my elevator hell because I've known this <laughs> fact about elevator call buttons for years oh. and it doesn't fucking help like I'll go in the elevator <sighs> and I know that this is yeah. true and I'll sit there and be like bah, 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 oh, yeah. press the door close button knowing that it's not working but I'm like but it just what if it does yeah. and, and sometimes they take forever to close so I'm sitting there going like bop 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 mashing it <laughs> yeah. and it fucking now get ready you're gonna be like well I'm sure in the past I've done it it works <laughs> now that you know this you're gonna be attuned you're gonna look out yeah. for pressing the button and seeing how long it takes for the doors to close after you press it welcome to hell asshole <laughs> like it sucks god damn it yeah it's I stupid hate this. being aware of this is terrible that's why I that's mean, what I mean uh, when I say all these systems that are in our actual lives like yeah. are so carefully calibrated to like make us feel like we have control I mean I, th- I feel like I was vaguely aware of it in certain circumstances where like okay I press the button it's clearly not gonna close for the next like three seconds it's yeah. just decided it's just got a yeah. minimum amount yeah, of time yeah, yeah. but there are other times where I just god I know that it did it <laughs> when I pressed it right yeah. no never I mean, you might have just pressed God it at the it. moment it was going to close out. Anyway. Uh, I know. It's this is just, this like is an really existentially distressing yeah, I don't problem like it generally. All. Like, I how do you it. know any of your choices mean anything? Maybe well, that, it was going to work out that way anyway. That's why this is really Maybe disturbing. Maybe it was never going to matter. Yeah. Maybe none of nothing matters. Maybe uh, we make cheese for now. You, you love, love it. <laughs> I mean, maybe it has worked, but it's because you're inside of an elevator built in the 1970s or 80s. Yeah. Maybe That's any elevator true. that you're in is, in fact, a retrofitted older elevator, and it might just work, so you better press that button. Yeah. I'm going to go back in time to babysit myself when I was five so that I can enjoy what it feels like to press an elevator Don't close the Oh, I thought you were going to say, I'm going to go babysit myself when I'm 10 and just <laughs> say, the elevator buttons don't actually And then leave. <laughs> <laughs> just fuck yourself up. Um, this actually reminds me, uh, this... this this reminds me there was a thread on the internet in sort of game development Twitter a couple of weeks ago about things that game designers have put into their video games mm. that betray the actual mechanics that a player might think that a, uh, that a game has to make the game feel better or to make the player get the thing that they think that they're getting. And mm. it was it was just a fascinating thread that is worth going through. It's just all sorts of like... I'll link it in the description. Yeah, things like in Super Mario Brothers, you're less good at jumping than you think that you are because actually there's like three frames or like one Mario with the mm. hang time off of the edge of a ledge when you are still allowed to jump in midair. So it's not... It's because if that's not obeyed, it feels absolutely like garbage. But there's just like hundreds of of versions of this, of things in video games where like what you think you're doing versus what the game is actually responding with is yeah. always bent very passively in your favor to make you feel like you're more in control than you actually That's are. That's such an amazing metaphor for like 
this is this is a weird thing to to branch into, I guess. But that's such a good metaphor for like latent social advantage or privilege. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like being really amazing at jumping in Mario. Yeah. And you're just like, well, I've just practiced a lot and I'm really good at it. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. But also, <laughs> secretly, it's just been helping you out the whole time. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. And this is another game that you think is bad and that you can't get good at actually just doesn't have that it assist. It just doesn't have this like assist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Except this elevator thing is kind of the opposite where it's right. just like, yeah, fucker. Yeah. Like, you think you're doing this. It's doing nothing. <laughs> The thing that this actually made me think about, even uh, which is a slight a slight trip, a uh, slight diversion, was buttons that people don't actually know what they do, but think they know what they do. And the thing huh. that, that I thought about was toaster dials. There are people who think that that means the number of minutes that you toast. There are some people who are like, I'm going to turn it all the way up to toast it faster because it's hotter. Uh, uh, you know, like w- yes. whatever people yeah. think, you have just... Uh, uh, you just you know kind of it makes it more toasted sure. and you but you invent your own means. reason in your brain yeah, for yeah, why yeah. that actually is yeah. mm-hmm. and um i i looked into what the fuck actually happens inside of most toasters like really oh. expensive toasters actually do have a timer or toaster ovens do have a timer toaster ovens are actually just a small oven and they actually have a combo yeah. of a temperature gauge yeah. and a timer like a regular yeah, ass yeah. oven and like really expensive toasters do sometimes actually have like an egg timer or a digital timer in them but usually uh, it's complete bullshit, and it's it's that there's two pieces of metal uh, that are adhered to each other that react to heat at different rates. So one of them will expand and cause the the two pieces of metal that are next to each other to to curl because one of them expands and pushes the two of them sort of and bends it. Uh, does that make sense? I'm not quite following, but keep going. Like if you if you picture basically like. Um, I mean, I don't know how to describe it other than it's like if you picture two pieces of metal that are like two little tiny metal sticks that are that are glued together like at the top and then you push on the outer one, push it up from the bottom, it'll sort of cause it to bow and bend. Mm. And so one of them one of them heats up and that will eventually bend enough that it touches another piece of metal and completes a circuit and pops your toast. And what your dial does is just choose how close or far that other little piece of metal is from the bendy thing. Because it gets hot inside the toaster, and if it gets to a certain temperature, the little bendy piece of metal will touch and spring it. But, like, there's no fucking standard for how long that piece of metal is or or what what the actual, like, two pieces are or how they're adhered or what the numbers mean. So it's just, like... So as you turn that dial, it's literally turn. It's like as you turn that, it's, it's just actually how, just how moving close does the something. connector get to completing the circuit when the metal bends into it and so touches? It's effectively a timer. It is, but it's a timer based on it's. It's not. It's, it's a temperature. It's a thermometer or something. Yeah. Right. But, when, when, but, the, but I'm saying effectively, it's a timer because if you it is it's like yeah. an abstract timer. It's or rather, a, yeah. if the things are farther away, it will take it'll take longer, longer for them to But like, yeah. Yeah. how fast does your toaster heat up? Mm. How, how much is that element? Yeah. There's a little bendy thing bend. It also made me wonder if you live somewhere if you if you live somewhere warm and then you move somewhere incredibly cold, oh. does, does your toaster preference have to change? It's weird that you say this because I was reading about this recently. Why the fuck were we reading what? about toasters? Um, <laughs> a, th- a thing that was pointed out uh, uh, about this, like let's say you you live somewhere very very cold or you live somewhere very warm. Mm-hmm. Let's even say you put a to- you put your toaster in like your refrigerator or your freezer or mm-hmm. something. It was pointed out to me that. A toaster gets so incredibly hot that the difference between the toaster off and the toaster at maximum heat 
is so enormous that the difference of like however many degrees of your warm kitchen versus your cold kitchen, that's fucking nothing. That's bullshit to the toaster. The toaster mm. is like increasing by hundreds and hundreds of degrees. The That starting point of like, oh, it was slightly colder in okay. the ambient so, air, so the idea that's worthless compared to the vast. I, apparently the, mm. the, the temperatures going on there are so huge that any like human scale temperatures difference is meaningless relative to toasters don't give a shit toasters don't give a fucking shit about your cold house or about what the numbers printed outside them mean it just means it will get hotter on my fucking terms yep yep (laughs) the doors will not close nope press it as much as you want (laughs) um you want to endorse yeah let's do some endorsements uh jake what is your endorsement? Well, I've been talking about computer games on this episode a lot, and video games, because I talk about Mario. So I figured that I would uh, endorse one. Okay. I'm actually, you know what? I'm actually going to endorse two. Sure. Because I've been playing two video games that I think um, certain people in the world who maybe used to play games and haven't in a while um, might like. Uh, one of them is the game Thimbleweed Park. It's an adventure game, like a point-and-click adventure game. Um, I don't know how in-depth I should get into what that is. It's a very story-based game where you solve puzzles and sort of uh, unravel a mystery. It's made by Ron Gilbert and Gary Winnick, who made uh, a bunch of old LucasArts adventure games. They made The the Secret of Monkey Island and Maniac Mansion and uh, things like that. Um, I've been playing it, and it's just it's been an experience unlike many recent video games, including, like, there's been sort of a trend of reviving old video games. And, like, this, this game... Uh, I am, in fact, babysitting 10-year-old me by playing yeah. this video game. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, that's all that I'll recommend. That's it. Okay. I'll just say one oh. video game. Thimbleweed Park. All right. I, well, I'm, I really like it. It's uh, If you have a computer of any kind or an iPad or iPhone or a Nintendo Switch, it is on those. It's all over the place. Um, all right. Well, I presume you will talk more about that on the next Idle Thumbs. I will. Which we are recording in just a few days. I will. Um, I am going to endorse a food... Um, I'm going to endorse canned sardines. <laughs> whoa, this, whoa, 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 whoa. Mr. Shoehorn. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. This, uh, yeah, no, that is the cartoon is complete. Yeah, I, no, I, yeah, I bet wow. I, I'm excited to hear what you say about this, but like, that is top shelf, figurative <laughs> and literal. Like, my grandpa, a hundred percent. Sorry. Oh my God. Okay. No, no, no. I I'm really excited to hear about this. Condensed milk is my no. next endorsement. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just they're okay. Canned sardines. They're very healthful. They've got all those good omega three oils. They've got lots of protein. Uh, they, the NBA is crazy for them. <laughs> <laughs> when you open it up, they're already ready to eat, or you can do whatever you want with them. Um, they're, they just, they don't take up very much space. You can order, you can buy a bunch of them for not expensive at all. Um, I just ordered like a whole, um, like box of wild planet sardines from Amazon, uh, for just not very much money. Uh, they're totally sustainable because they, the populations are very well managed. It's not, not, uh, ecologically damaging. Uh, they don't have very much. They have very, very little mercury compared to most fish because they're smaller and they're lower on the food chain, which means they don't uh, get this like recursive mercury absorption that bigger yeah. fish do. Uh, they're just they're really good for you. 
they're good. They're kind. It kind of tastes like canned tuna, but a little more like assertive flavor. And you can just do a lot with them. Um, you can you can just like fry them oh. up in some oil and just like put like you know you got your onions and garlic or whatever else you're gonna put in there. Uh, you can mix them with stuff. God. I mixed them with some chopped tomatoes last night. Some chopped uh, liver. Just, I mean, hey. I love this endorsement. I love that you're making the sell on multiple fronts for why canned sardines are uh, appealing to, like, a sort of healthful hipster and also, like, an Mm. old-timey gentleman hobo, like, that should be uh, in Pinocchio (laughs) or something. Where it's like, they don't cost you much and they're good for you. Yeah. Yeah. But also... Uh, omega three, sustainable uh, omega three, fa- healthy fats, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's very good. That's a strong endorsement. All right, well, good. Yeah, well done. You can, uh, yeah, you if you you can sort of make a like pate out of them and spread them on some crackers. Put them on a PB and J. Nope, no. Bet you, I bet you could. Bet you could. This <laughs> is good. They're good. I I I have some. I I ended up just bringing a bunch of cans of them into work as well um, because they're so space efficient and they're just really fast to get from the uh, canned sardines to mm. a, a edible nice meal. There's a great uh, there's a great recipe called uh, fisherman's eggs where you bake them with mm. chopped onions and garlic and like parsley and stuff and then you crack some eggs over it and bake that and it's a delicious uh, weekend kind of breakfast. Nice. Anyway, canned sardines, I'll link to the to the brand that I uh, bought because they're well regarded but I'm sure there are many good options. Nick what do you got? Uh, I got a game thing as well. Yeah, Not a, specifically a game, a game really. Thing. I mean, it game is. Thing. So I'm going to endorse StarCraft II Esports. Now, this is like... What? what? Yeah, I know. What? <laughs> what? What? Uh, what? Which podcast is this? I know. Yeah, what? Here's, here's why I'm making this endorsement. About three weeks ago, uh, my girlfriend Janelle... I don't know why StarCraft II came up or something, but she's she has never played the game. She's okay. never played StarCraft this at all. This is a strategy game. Has this never is played a computer, a, a, a computer strategy yeah, game. Yeah, has never played a computer strategy game, really. And she was like, oh, that seems interesting. I wonder if I would like it. And it was amazing to me, being somebody who played StarCraft in 1998, and so I was like, super familiar with everything, how quickly she was able to, one, pick it up, but then, two, really enjoy watching it. But going back to it reminded me just how fucking good it is. Like, the... Korean League is still going on on a regular basis as a like if you know the fundamentals of what it is which I again like Janelle learned this I think in maybe just like a week she was able to pick up and watch a game uh it's so much fun like it is just there's it's like watching basketball or or hockey or something but if like you could just suddenly move the net uh like match to match or something or like fundamentally like change how things are working like the the amount of like permutations of surprising things that can happen in the middle of a StarCraft match are just completely unlike any other sport, but it's so balanced that it feels like a sport. This is such a like a, an in-depth endorsement. I feel like yes. you need to find some videos or something that are so, decent examples that we can link to so that someone who has no idea what you're talking about yeah. can you can say, watch this. This It's hard to cram all I'm... this into two minutes, but, but Janelle watched a few videos that were kind of like, beginner, I don't know what I'm doing, here's how you play, but then also... I pulled out a few like classic like StarCraft II matches that I remembered that were just like here's an example of why this game is really interesting and and just fun to watch and uh, those two things combined like made a StarCraft II fan in like a week. So, all right. I feel like yeah. this was a tougher sell than some endorsements, but I look eh. forward to your evidence. That we'll we see. I mean, all right, ah, we got we got canned thing. sardines, we got StarCraft well, II. 
let's, yeah. Let's let's just let's yeah. move on. Uh, <laughs> but you can, yeah, Nick, you, um, send me some links and I'll put them in the uh, okay. in the description. I will. Um, cool. All right. Well, that is our episode. I think. Mm-hmm. If you have a question for us, you need our advice on anything, need us to work anything through for you, send that to questions at importantiftrue.com. If you've got any problems you're dealing with, you need our, our, our uh, consultation. Uh, and if you like the show, please consider telling a friend or giving us a review on iTunes. That means a lot, especially passing the word on to people. That is probably the single biggest way we have to actually get the show out to people. So to anyone doing that, thank you so much. Um, our website is importantiftrue.com, and there you can find all the places that we are on the Internet, how to subscribe to the show, watch our YouTube videos and all that. Um, and on that, we are out. We'll be back next week for more of this. From Idle Thumbs, I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. What was that? <laughs> I'm Nick Brecken. <laughs> I'm Jake Rodkin. For Idle Thumbs, I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Jake Rodkin. Fuck you. <laughs> keep doing this. For Idle Thumbs, I'm Chris Remo. To me, to me. For Idle Thumbs, I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. And I'm Jake Rodkin. Oh, wow. Yeah. Stay spicy. Uh... Hoist cam, hoist cam, hoist cam, hoist cam, hoist cam. Hoist cam. Hoist. Hoist cam. <laughs> doing my exercises, my vocal exercises. Hoist, hoist, hoist. Fuller hoist cam, fuller hoist cam. Fueler hoist cam. <laughs> you guys do you want to do this now? Make sure to eat a green apple slice and pronounce fueler hoist cam Let's just before, before starting your podcast. Yeah. Three minutes in the toilet. <laughs> spend three minutes. Spend, <laughs> spend, spend three, three minutes, minutes in the, the toilet. <laughs> I was just spending three minutes in the toilet, and then the fucking hoist cam busted in. <laughs> totally hoisted. <laughs> Fully hoist cam. <laughs> just had that, you know. I just had that weird like because sensation of hoist cam. <laughs> yeah. You know the Germans have a word for everything. <laughs> 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 <laughs>